Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 524, recorded live on Sunday, August 6th, 2017. And here are your hosts, the man who had family visiting him today, Dave Pillay. Hi. And the man who took his kid to visit family today, Andy Lowe. Hi. That sounds like an area code. What? 524. It sounds like an area code. It's actually not, so that's an interesting thing. Wonder of the thousand area code US listing areas. by number. Yeah. Okay, so there's no area code that starts with one. Right. So there's nine hundred then. Yep. Uh, none that are going to start with zero. Nope. It starts at it starts at two hundred one. Yeah. So there's only eight hundred possible area codes. Nine one one can't be one of them. Nope. Four one one probably isn't one of them. Oh, we so missed. So like, we missed. Yeah, we missed a bunch of area codes. <laughs> Well, no shit, if they're starting at 200 and going up. I mean, Andy, we've passed episode 313. Yep, which I think we actually, I actually made a comment about that during episode I 313. I think we did, because that's the only other area code that mattered for us until we get to 734. That's only Friggin 200 and... Right, that's only four years away. <laughs> that's, that's only four years away. You know, your kid will be starting preschool. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) this this is now your life, sir. This is now the thing is thinking like how many years ahead? Where will the baby be? That is an excellent question. In four years, what will your baby be doing? (laughs) I am not sure. Oh, just in case you're wondering, I can tell you about my sleep details for the past um, three days, just in case you're wondering. I I am indeed. I always actually, not always, but lately, I have certainly been wondering about how much sleep you are getting. (laughs) Six hours, 20 minutes today. Yeah. Yesterday, six hours. The day before, four hours, sorry, four and a half hours. Andy. So during the weekday, four and a half hours. I think I'm I'm getting more sleep than you are. Five and a half hours. Six and a half hours. Four and a half hours. Yeah, so during the week. According to your watch? Yes. You poor thing. So yeah, during the week, about four and a half, maybe five, but during the weekend. Six and a half. Yeah. I I have some, some potential light at the end of the tunnel. My friend whose child is now two months. Two months, which is like eight weeks, is sleeping through the night. Sleeping through the night at eight weeks. Check. Yep. <laughs> to be clear, that's not typical. <laughs> no, no, it's not typical at all. Like, not at all. But but the baby is like, okay, it's like nine o'clock, ten o'clock, I'm out, I'm done. Baby goes to sleep, and at like eight in the morning, baby wake. well, six in the morning, baby wakes up. I'd be okay with that. <laughs> Yeah, you're like, I could do that. That's that's better than what I used to get. <laughs> yep, baby is out from like eight to six. I hear a baby. Yeah. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. So, yeah, so you went and took took uh, baby to see family. Yes, uh, technically his great-grandfather. On his mother's father's side? On his uh yeah the great grandmother's father so mother's father's mother's, father. mother's mother's mother god damn it His your wife's mother's mother's yes. yes father okay got it so on the the maternal line yes the pure maternal line yes okay the father of the pure maternal line right there yes all right well then that was far more complex than it needed to be <laughs> yes yes it was 
But it was it was kind of neat to actually have because uh, uh, Kate's uncle stopped by too. So there was literally four generations in the room. In the room, yeah. Which that's always that's, that's always neat to see. That's always neat. I think I've seen a photo with five generations. Really? Well, good Catholic family. Yeah, 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 yeah. Starting young, you you can do it. Uh, there was a gentleman who I'm not sure if he's still listening to the podcast or not, but I, that I worked with a uh, Catholic family. Uh, he has, uh, five daughters. Yep. <laughs> Ranging from, you know, college age down to, I think his youngest is three now. So Catholics, I'm finding man. more and more people who like actually listen to the podcast, like not on my day to day. I'm not walking around like, yeah. like, Hey, I know your voice. Granted, that happened to me at PAX that one time. <laughs> oh, yeah, our podcast. I, I listen to you guys. That was awesome. That was that wait. was what made the whole thing worth it. What? <laughs> you Wait, someone's actually listening? You want to be on the podcast? Oh, yeah, sweet. <laughs> like, okay. Okay. I have a feeling if either of us really wanted to take this and, and do something with it, we could. Yes, but that would involve time. A lot of work, yeah. It's it's never been a priority for us. It is high enough of a priority to just do it week by week. Yes. But it's never been like super high, like, oh, my God, this is going to be our, our thing. No, no I'm just I, I just feel bad for the researcher, you know, 150 years from now Ooh. going through and doing research on the early 2000s and on the progress of technology and is looking for for primary sources and looking for exposition and and has to sit through and listen to several hundred hours of RA podcasts. This is my dream. This is what I want to happen. I want this to be like cited in some future paper. Okay, so what we need to do is get Hans to write a paper <laughs> about no, something no, no, that no. we talked about. I mean like way down the line. Oh. Well, yes, but you wouldn't be around to know that this got cited. Correct. Actually, uh, to to be perfectly honest and frank, my dream at one point when we were doing the podcast and it was like actually starting to grow and it was pretty clear we were going to be doing this for a long time uh, was that I'd get a call from Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me to be the Not My Job. Yeah, that That would take some time. That you and I together would be the not my job for our, for wait, wait, don't tell me because gotcha. of RA podcast. Anyway, now that I've exposed my hopes and dreams for the podcast. <laughs> we shall crush them like a little bug. Uh, maybe not crush, possibly, like hopefully. Please don't crush it. But probably won't actually happen. No. Topics. Topics. Remember, this is this is the thing that we need to talk about so that people actually like use this as research and well i guess it's a secondary source because all of our topics are news articles yes that we then talk more about so we aren't really primary sources like we're not breaking stories unless we talk to zach well even when we talk to zach like that that wasn't I, i still wouldn't put that as a primary document when it's literally coming from zach's mouth i guess how is that not a primary document I don't, it's, well, it's not really a doc. Okay, never mind. I'm going to see a text from Aaron about this. <laughs> it's always, you can tell when Hans, you know, has listened to the podcast. You get random my, texts my, and messages and everything. 
Well, I, I always feel bad because Aaron, when you when you do that texting, I'm usually like training a class, and so I cannot read and respond to the paragraphs that get sent. Email, send it in an email. I think that that get read more. We could always start working on opening up the website to like a blog post again or redesigning the website. Redesigning the website. I mean, it's been ten years. <laughs> Right? Yep. I think we we made the first post on this version of the site in like 2008. No, that can't be. When did I make this website? Created at 2006. Oh my god, Andy, how long have we been doing this? How do you know where it was? No, I've got a copyright 2007 to 2013. Yep, but I went back to the first episode. Yeah. And it has created at... I thought that was based off of the actual episode date. Um, it may have been. Maybe it was. September 20th, 2006. Did I keep all that data? October 4th. I don't know. I'd have to listen to it and see if it was back when it was. But, like, I think episode 48-ish was the new website. Mm-hmm. I'm going to so prove Dave wrong. How prove me wrong that? all you want. That's fine. Uh, I've got the earliest episodes added to the podcast page, January 2nd, 2008. Uh, Alright, podcast. So in, in January 2008, we definitely were using the new page because I have a link to the forums. Yes. See, that's all 2010 there. All your style sheets are for from December 28th, 2010. I don't know if that's when you updated something. Probably. You're looking through the actual, like, FTP. Yes. Okay. We've been using this site for a long time. <laughs> long time. It's classic now is what it is. Yeah, totally. It's not, you know, GeoCities classic like Space Jam. We're not going there. Don't don't bring up that sort of thing. Don't bring up what? GeoCities. Okay. Don't be doing that. Did, did, nice. did, you, did you see where I was trying to go, though, with our segue? Nope. What's a segue? Well, it's a thing that Dean came and invented. Oh, the, the like, drive around on the... Okay, why do we want those? I thought those were, like, over and done with. Yeah, no, they they turned into hoverboards, and then they blew up. <laughs> Literally. Oh, dad jokes. Oh, God, where were we at? I was hanging out with a bunch of people from work in Battle Creek. Some of them, you know, being dads. And so we just started doing a whole bunch of dad jokes while we were waiting for somebody else to to show up oh it was good times but uh what i was trying to segue with was the fact that we were talking about zach weigel yes that one i okay i didn't realize that was the segue you were making yes that was the segue i was trying to make no i caught that one i thought you were trying to make one with space jam i'm like the no fuck are we moving to no not with space jam sorry that was just there's nothing on the, the topic list about GeoCities. Or, I mean, I could find something, right? Like, if I started digging, there's probably something about GeoCities out there. Probably, but also, we don't want to talk about it. We're also recording late on a Sunday, folks, so the, the tone might be a little different. <laughs> what, I might be more awake? I might be a little less. Anyway, Zach and Gamers Outreach mm-hmm. has has kind of made a big splash. Um, first off, there was the Player Unknown Battleground or whatever. It's Player Unknown Battleground, right? Player Unknown's Battleground. Player Unknown's Battle. I don't know. 
And they they did an event and got a lot for Child's Play, which was Maybe awesome. No, uh, I think it is. Yeah, Player Unknown ba- Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. Okay, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, Battlegrounds. Uh, and they've raised a, a fair amount of money with that. And then I don't know if it was that or if it was just general word of mouth, but now Child's Play has stepped in and recognized gamers' outreach as like this is pretty cool. This is in line with our mission. And has banded together. Mm-hmm. Child's Play wants to put a go-kart <laughs> in basically every hospital that they're a charity with. That's a lot of hospitals. By next March, the charity plans to put 262 go-karts in some 200 hospitals in the United States and Canada. That is a lot. Really? I didn't know he... I thought he was using it. Sorry, I'm looking at the article now here, and Moving I always thought he was... Moving from molding to injection molding? Yeah. I always thought he was doing injection molding, but no, I guess not. Well, remember, they also had to switch out their um, their manufacturer recently. That was one of the things Zach was talking about when he was on with us. Yeah, it was actually, you know, making his own carts rather than trying to retrofit current hospital right. carts. But holy shit, man, that's just... Yeah, no, uh, I do have to say Kate sent me another link to an article similar to this one, which she saw on Yahoo. Uh-huh. <laughs> on on Yahoo. Yahoo News? Yeah. News. Uh, yeah. That used to be my primary news source, by the way, I was still, Yahoo News. I still do news.google.com for some things. Yeah. You have blocked notifications from Yahoo. Yes, I have. <laughs> Yes. I clicked the button. I am aware that I blocked notifications from Yahoo. God, these whole notifications from websites Web now. Web browsers? Yeah. This is bullshit. Your, yeah, horrible. That is not, not what I'm looking for. I mean, for If I wanted sake, a notification, I'd use a real app. Heck, even sometimes the apps give me notifications that are kind of pointless. Especially, you know, when they don't even give me the whole saying of the notification, where all I can read is just the first line, and all I can get is just the dot, dot, dot. It's like... That's not even a helpful notification. Why are you giving me this? It's like, I I would like to turn that off that notification. Oh, I can't turn off that notification. Great. Yeah. Just great. But no, this actually is great news. This is, you know. (laughs) This is awesome news. And I'm really excited for Zach. This is so cool. So, yeah, no, my my two favorite charities have literally teamed up together. (laughs) Have, Have combined uh, do you use smile.amazon at this point? Uh, when I do, it's for the curling club. Okay. I was going to point out that you can do uh, Gamers Outreach Foundation as your charity of choice. Really? But the curling club is a charity as well. Yeah. I, I kind of wish that they let you do what um, Humble Bundle does. And split? And split it and say, like, I'd like 10% to go here and 30% to go here, so that when I spend my X number of dollars, pennies go to each charity. Because that's really what it would be. It's just pennies. But hey, every but every penny counts. Every penny counts. I, I feel a little, I don't know, like Amazon is doing a good thing by taking the money that I'm paying them and pushing it towards a charity, but they also get the tax benefit for that. I don't. No, no, they don't, do they? Or, or no, you don't. Right. Like, I'm not going to get a, a um, what is it, 1098, whatever the form is for, for making a charitable donation. Yeah. Amazon's not going to send me one of those and be like, thank you for donating to charity. Because I didn't. I paid Amazon. They are donating to charity. But the whole point is just charity makes money. That's mm-hmm. that's why I do it. I'm not doing it for the tax deduction. Charity's making the money. That's the goal. 
Oh, dear. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to think of where we want to go from there. There's other good news. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it, it's, it is good news. It is good for them. Yes. That's really cool. And super excited. Well done, Zach. I don't think you actually listened to the show, but well done. We are, we are very proud of you. So a year ago. Yes. AM2R came out. AM2R, if you don't remember, because you're Andy, was another Metroid 2 remake. Ah, okay, that's why I don't remember that. Because <laughs> <laughs> you don't care about Metroid. Yep. Because you're wrong. AM2R was released, and a day later, after years of development, after uh, demo releases, after, hey, I'm working on this, Nintendo says, stop, right? We talked about this a year ago. You can go back. Mm-hmm. And the, the the poor guy said, like, I'm complying with Nintendo. They asked me to stop. I was doing this for fun and to learn. And I've learned a lot. But Nintendo said stop, so I'm pulling it off. Thank you very much. You can still find it out there, by the way. There are places that host it. Never mind. <clears throat> I, I might be playing through it, and it's really well done. And it feels like Metroid 2, but better. He posted today, because it's the one-year anniversary. It's, it is actually the 30th anniversary since the original Metroid. 31st anniversary. And has said, hey, you know, I've, I've taken the last year, and I've thought, and I've worked, and I've thought, and I've worked. And what I'm going to do is make my own game in the Metroidvania style. So this guy who did probably one of the most successful and impressive Metroid games in the last 10 years uh, is is making his own game. And? And that's super exciting. There's no other details on it, though. Okay. Like, I have no other information. Just he, he did a lot of work to convert and did a very good job. Whether or not that will translate into making his own game remains to be seen, but I am optimistic. Okay. Dave will wait with bated breath. Andy won't care. I will move on to another topic. Uh, Speaking of classic games, uh, Nintendo has... Remember how we said, you know, Walmart put out the pre-releases for the SNES Classic ahead of time, but they weren't supposed to? Yeah. Uh, Nintendo has posted on their uh, Facebook page... Because, you know, that's Uh where you post news stories now, I guess. Uh, Yeah. Uh, The Super Nintendo Classic Edition, they have confirmed that it will be available for pre-order by various retailers later this month. Yep, sometime in August. Yep. A significant amount of additional systems will be shipped to stores for launch day and throughout the balance of the calendar year. So if you don't get it by the 1st, you're not getting it. Nope. Unless you go on eBay. Yep, and then play e- pay eBay prices. Uh-huh. So, you know, that's a thing. You uh, still thinking about getting one? I don't know. I still have to, if I, you know, was going to do anything, I should probably actually take the console I have in the basement and hook that up first. Or finish the Raspberry Pi that you were talking about, your yep. retro Pi. Yeah, that is currently sitting in a box next to me. How much does it take to make a retro Pi? <laughs> Time. When you have all the pieces. Time. It's all about time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kate just called me out too from the other room. What did what did she say? Oh, she's like, you know, if you did have more time, you still wouldn't do it. Yeah. Ooh. Let's be honest. 
Um, other classic news. Other classic news? Well, things about, because we're doing, you know, SNES like about, classic. About the, is it about the SNES classic, or is it about no. other classic things? Other classic things. What other classic things are do we, do we have? Um, well, GTA Online, you know, Grand Theft Auto V came out four years now, almost four years that's, ago. That's not a classic! Well, I'm just saying this is, this is, you know... No! You can't just call something classic! It was a generic term for, you know, old thing. It's four years old! <laughs> Which, you know, in video game time is a long time. It's not time. that old! <laughs> it's a, in video game years, it's a long time. Andy, how long ago did World of Warcraft come out? <sighs> many, many years ago. Guess. Oh, let's see. 12? 15? 12 years ago. I was right on the first time. Wow. Checking. November 3rd, 2004. 13 years ago. I thought it was 2005. 2004. 13 years ago. Is World of Warcraft old? Have you seen the graphics in it? Have you? (laughs) Not recently, no. Because they updated them. Oh, they did? Yeah. Oh. That's why it doesn't feel old when you play it. Ah. Oh, when did Skyrim come out, Andy? Oh, jeez. Go look up the release date. Skyrim. Wow, 2011? 2011. You want to talk about games that are old? GTA 4 is not old. Well, GTA 5 is not old. GTA 4 might be edging on old. I'm not including things from like after the GameCube era as old yet. I'll take GameCube. GameCube and PS2. Those can be old. Okay. But if a game got released four years ago... Yeah. Um, it is I can act- keep going with this, sir. Yeah, yeah, I know, which is why I'm trying to actually get back to the actual topic. The point being that GTA Online is still making money for Take-Two. Yeah, well, that's not surprising. I would hope that a game has more than, like, four years of play, especially if you're designing it as an online multiplayer game. Yeah, when we launched GTA Online, we had virtual currency sales experience with NBA 2K, but we had no experience about what an offer online offering could look like on an ongoing basis. Even this year, we said we expected GTA Online to moderate its results. Now we're expecting it to have a record year. Four years later. Andy. Yeah? When did Civ Five come out? I should know this. It's in my Steam library. Yep. And when did Civ Six come out? Let's Uh, talk about that for for old game. What? Not to mention a game that continued to make money. 2010 for Civ Five. Yep. When were the other... Oh, an independently developed software known as Giant Multiplayer Robot makes the use of the hot seat multiplayer mode in Civ V to mimic the play-by-email functionality that was present in previous Civilization series titles. Oh, I wish we'd play-by-email. Then again, Civ V and Civ Six are like real-time. Well, not real-time, but they're simultaneous turn. Yes, but there's a piece of software out there that can mimic, can turn your, your real-time into... Play-by-email? Yeah. Yep. Giant Multiplayer Robot is a service that handles passing your game's save files from player to player. Huh. But still, okay, my my point on this one was the fact that GTA 5, still four years later, is like a big enough thing at Take-Two that they're talking about it during their sales calls. 
Of course they are. It's a revenue stream. Aren't they, like, obligated to talk about yes. it? Yes. I don't know. I'm just not, like, surprised. I wouldn't have called it an old game, and I, I don't... I'm not surprised that it's still making money. All right. How about this? I am surprised it's a record year, but... Yeah. Okay. How about this Grand Theft Auto news? Tell me if you're surprised at this one, all right? Okay. Rockstar is getting sued. Not surprising, right? No. By the uh, owner of the TV fortune-telling persona, Miss Cleo. Okay. In the suit, the Psychic Greeters Network, which owns the uh, Miss Cleo character, is yeah. claiming, that, claiming that a Haitian gang leader, Anti Poulet, unlawfully took the image and accent of Miss Cleo. Uh-huh. Do you know which game Anti Poulet was in? What game? Vice City. That was a long time ago. 15 years ago. <laughs> so Rockstar is getting sued over a game that came out 15 years ago by the Psychic Readers Network. Um, I'm guessing one of two things. What? Statute of Limitations. Okay. Fair use. Well, the fun bit was, is the uh, anti-character in Vice City was voiced <laughs> by actress Yuri Del Harris. <clears throat> who was also known as Miss Cleo in the original TV Psychic Hotline ads. They got Miss Cleo to do Miss Cleo? They got Miss Cleo to do Miss Cleo. Uh, unfortunately, she died last year at the age of 53. But yes, no, yeah. they, Rockstar actually wanted to make fun of the Miss Cleo character and got the same actress to voice the in-game character. Oh my god. You know, it's it's really a shame, Andy, that they didn't see this coming. <laughs> huh? Huh? I think everybody used that joke when she passed away. Oh. In the suit, PRN claims it spent well over $100 million creating and promoting Miss Cleo's persona over the years, and Rockstar and company have gone on to make more than $500 million exploiting its character. I really don't think that people bought Vice City for Miss Cleo. No. Like, that's... that. I, I hate to break it to the psychic network. That's not really why people bought that game. No. No, it was not. So, I, I don't think they have a case. I just, yeah, no, st first, yeah, first thing I thought was statues of limitations, dude, really? Yeah, I, what is the statute of limitations? I mean, it's copyright, right? So it's not really a statute of limitations. Like, that's copyright infringement. It's for as long as the copyright is good, which, because of Disney, is for friggin' ever. You know what they could do? I'm thinking about this. Rockstar could go, okay, we'll give you... Whatever, you know, percentage of profits we make from the original release of Vice City from this point forward. Uh, I don't know. I think they're just going to try and get it thrown out. Yeah, most likely. Of all the things that Take-Two has been sued for, or not Take-Two, Rockstar has been sued for, I think their lawyers are going to look at this and just laugh. <laughs> That's. Keep in yeah. mind, Rockstar has been the target of political investigation like congressman this is nothing this is just like the fuck yeah so all right well that's amusing and a, a cute distraction mm -hmm. uh how about mr fcc chairman oh you had to bring a downer back didn't you i i did i did i'm so like 
I, I can't just let it be happy and and excited. I, I got to bring it back down. Uh, Ajit Pai again. So there was the DDoS, right? Yes. But they, they well, there was there was John Oliver saying you should go leave a public comment because they're trying to stop the internet from being free. Yep. And while you're at it, spit in the wind. FCC said, like, hey, we're under attack and experiencing DDoS. And so we're going to, like, close down the, the site so that uh, our servers don't crash and, and et cetera, et cetera. And Congress eventually, or not Congress, but some, some third parties later went like, okay, so where are your records of the DDoS? And the FCC was like, oh, we didn't keep any. And then they clarified, so like, well, we kept them, but, like, we're not turning that over. And so now... The FCC says, this is the title of the article, sharing the details will undermine security. Oh, no, if we if we tell you guys about the attack, like that makes us more exposed to further attacks. While it would undermine our security system security, provide a specific roadmap of what we are doing. We can state that the FCC IT staff has notified its cloud providers of the need to have sufficient hardware resources available to accommodate high profile proceedings. Yeah. He, wow. You know, for a guy who said, oh, yeah, no, we're going to be extremely transparent at the FCC. Not being very transparent. <laughs> Do you know that if you want to talk about transparency, the White House is not releasing their visitor logs? I thought they said that they were going to. Just like he's going to release his tax returns? No, he can't do that, though, because, you know, he's being audited. Uh, Andy. I'm I, just I telling you that what, I, <laughs> what they're saying. <laughs> well, I know. But, but they're also investigating someone from the the visitors. They, he had a he had a strangely spelled last name. There were two consonants together without a vowel. Huh? I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's Just to be clear. It's a pretty weak reason there. So like ah. Oh jeez. Yep, 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 yep. What's the next timeline on the FCC thing? Ah, uh, it's coming up, isn't it? FCC timeline net neutrality. Uh, keep going, keep going. 2017, here we are. Uh, FCC vote begin. Oh, the closing deadline for the reply comment period is the 16th. Uh, we were doing so well for so long. Well, so, it's been nice having a, an open internet. That's never coming back, is it? Isn't this the plot of Ready Player One? I, I'd love to see you try and explain that. Well, just like the idea of a company taking over the internet. Mm. I mean, nothing about like this this scavenger hunt for an Easter egg, but just like the whole point of the book was to stop a company from taking over the internet. So yeah, no. Okay, so the closing deadline for the reply comment period is in 10 days. After that, who knows when they would finally have to make an order and then they would have to vote on the order. And if the commission adopts the order, which they would because, you know, Republican majority. Yep. Um most likely the next day lawsuits will be filed. To stop and then, it. Yeah, then we're in the lawsuit land, which you know, it could last years. Yeah. God damn. Law, just in case you're wondering, loss, uh, the uh, printed in the Federal Register on April 13th, and then as soon as it's printed in the Federal Register, people sued on the 14th. Then, let's see, eight months later, the oral arguments were heard in the court, and then the ruling was six months after that in June 2016. So 
April to 2014 to June 2016 was the entire legal process. So two years. Yeah. Okay. Maybe we get the Senate back before then. Well, it's it just it's kind of funny listening to people on the you know when it's a democratically controlled FCC. Everybody on the Republican side is bitching and moaning, saying that you know all well, these are you know these are not democratically elected positions. Ah. Yeah. And then as soon as it becomes the Republican majority, all the Democrats are going, ah, these are not democratically you know <laughs> held I positions. Mean, I'm okay with them not being democratically held positions. That's that's understandable. Like, not everyone needs to be elected to their position. No. I'm not electing a secretary of state. God, if we had to do that for every single position, oh my but God. They should still serve the public interest. Yep. <sighs> and the, the public interest should be the public, not the corporations. Yep. Despite corporations being people, sort of. That's also a, like... Um, so many point pain points in modern politics. Yep. All right, let's move on. Happier things. What else? Uh, there is a Microsoft Office specialist world champion in Excel, Word, and PowerPoint. What? How does one compete for this? Because I think I might have a like a a good contention. Well, uh, last week, um. There were 150 students from 50 countries competing in the Microsoft Office Specialist World Championship at the Disneyland Hotel in Anaheim. Okay. What were they asked to do? Uh, Okay, so the Microsoft Office Specialist World Championship, which they need a better name for that, uh, encourages young people to learn skills that look good on their college educations and job resumes. Uh, In order to compete, they must gain CertiPoint certification... What did they have to do though? Like I'm I'm looking I'm looking I'm looking. Okay, here we go. Heading into the hotel conference room for the test, students were met with a laptop and a manila envelope filled with instructions. The test gives the students a series of tasks to complete. For example, yeah. a student competing in the Excel discipline may be given a complicated equation to complete. One with expertise in PowerPoint may be tasked with recreating a slideshow down to the exact margin size in snazzy transition. And there are separate tests for the 2013 and 2016 versions of Microsoft Office. Competitors are judged for accuracy first and then speed. (laughs) I have a family in India who streamed it live and they said it was the only time they would be cheering for Team USA rather than Team India, said PowerPoint 2016 silver medalist uh, Dahid Madhani, 15 of North Carolina, the only female competitor from the United States. Oh, geez. I, I, I'm, so I know we've been talking about esports. Yes. And that they're on their eyes, but there's yes. a limit. <laughs> you mean people can't compete in Microsoft Office? I, I think they obviously can. <laughs> Whether or not they should, it's like the curling of esports. Not going to rise up to it? I'm sorry, I was in shock. <laughs> I was ready about to take a swig of my Coca-Cola, which then would have gone everywhere. I missed it by just a half a second. I'm sorry, Andy. I I don't mean to be that mean to be. Curling is a sport. I'm not trying to be mean to curling. It's not really what I think. It was just really funny to say it. Whew. 
you, you got to admit that it was really worth it just for that. Um, but yeah, no, th- I couldn't think of anything else that I'd, I'd compare it to. Like if, if Dota or if League of Legends or Call of Duty, if those are the sports, what is Microsoft Office? <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, I feel like that'd be along the lines of like the like a crossword championship or something. Okay, I'll give that to you. Yeah, I like have, it. Have you actually like seen the videos of the the crossword world championships? I don't know how they can read it that fast, let alone come to the right answers. Yeah, I know that one of the guys on the filled out the thing there. Like a reporter was there, and he's like, "I just tried filling out my name in the squares, like one letter per square." And his time was like only 32 seconds faster than the guy who actually filled out the crossword puzzle. Right. Like, that is insane. Uh, just in case you're wondering. Do get to see the, the questions or the hints before? Uh, no. Because, like, how do you just do that? Well, a lot of the clues are repeat. kind of repetitious. Like yes. sometimes I, I can even, you know, glance at a crossword puzzle and just look at it and be like, oh, okay, those, those are the like six answers right there because it's the same. How many times have I filled out either Ann or Arbor for a question? Because really? for some odd reason, that shows up a lot. Huh. U of M shows up, OSU, MSU. There's just all these, you know. Repeats. 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 So, um, just in case you're wondering, first place wins you $7,000 and an Xbox. And not a lifetime subscription to, like, Office 365? No, that would actually be amazing. <laughs> that, like, come on, Microsoft. You think you that want everybody these kids to pay per monthly. have time to play Xbox games? I feel like, yeah, I think your crossword thing is an, is an excellent comparison. Because they're only going to be specialized in this thing, right? Yeah. They, they aren't going to be able to, like, if I said, go do this outside of Excel, they'd be in deep shit. Make me a presentation without using PowerPoint. <laughs> oh, I that that was actually I did mine for the, the Torch Club. I actually did mine in um, Google, Google Sheets or whatever notes, the Google equivalent of PowerPoint. Yeah, I think it's like Google Slideshow or something like that. Uh, Google Slides. Yes. It was hard because I had no idea where anything was. I'm looking yep. at it going, oh. Uh. That would be the cruelest prank to play on these people is to give them that manila folder with their instructions and the laptop. But when they open the laptop, it's a Chromebook with open office. It's that just be... close enough oh. to really screw with you. Like all of your keyboard shortcuts will do something else. <laughs> <laughs> swap the keyboard to Dvorak oh man all that muscle memory would yep. just be work wow. against you yep fun 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 interesting fact Dvorak keyboards you want to know who conducted the study of whether or not Dvorak was faster than QWERTY uh who the US Navy really do you know who was the person in charge of the study who Dvorak <laughs> oh do you do you want to guess why his his thing was faster? Oh, really? Yeah, it's not actually any faster. It's whatever keyboard is fastest per person. There's no this if, keyboard is universally faster than this one. No, it's oh, really? Yeah. God, now I feel like the people on like Adam ruins everything. <laughs> really? Oh, but that's such a good show. I'm, I know. I'm so I, happy. There. 
like everything else, though, take it in in context, right? Yeah, they are they are debunking common misconceptions, but their stuff could be just as wrong. Uh, they're actually doing a, an episode later about um, things that they got wrong. Yeah, I think the I episode really is hope- actually is going to be titled. I think like Emily ruins uh, Adam. Adam ruins everything. Nice. I know Penn and Teller wanted to do a uh, bullshit episode about bullshit. Yeah, like the the episode about the house and owning a house. Mm-hmm. Like, well, you know, you're paying basically the same stuff. Plus, you have all these these other expenses. I'm like, yeah, but you're building equity. Yeah. At the end of thirty years of renting, you've rented for thirty years. At the end of 30 years of paying someone else basically what you'd pay for rent, you own a house. Yeah, no, it's one of those things where it's like the calculators are online are asking, okay, how long do you plan on spending? You know, how long do you plan on living in a certain location? Yeah. And it's just that it's that thing there. It's like, well, if you're only going to be there for like a year or two, it's better to rent. But, you know, over X amount of years at this cost, it is cheaper to buy. Yeah. Which, you know, makes sense. All right. What else do we have? Uh, what else do we got here? Discovery is buying uh, not HGTV directly, but the parent company of HGTV. So that's going to be added Food to Network and the Travel Channel. God, man. Discovery Communications is. Oh, they're buying scripts. Okay. Yep. Well, they're bidding to buy scripts. Oh, they haven't. Has not gone finalized. Yet. All right. So it's not official, official yet. Yeah. That means Discovery will own HGTV, uh, the Food Network, and the Travel Channel, and it'll all be one big happy family. Which, that, that kind of makes sense. <laughs> it, it sort of fits together. Yeah. Most of it. But once again, that means there's going to be less number of companies out there actually controlling what we uh, consume as media. Fewer, yes, companies controlling. Fewer companies will be controlling more of the media that we we consume. Yes, yeah. Speaking of giant companies, Amazon. Sure, we can go with that one. I was going to go with another one, but Amazon also works. How many giant companies are we talking about this week? Uh, I was going to talk about the German automakers. Oh, or Sony, or Sony. (laughs) Yes, there's a there's a lot of giant companies out there. Like, huh, Sony owns Sony Entertainment, Sony Computers, Mm -hmm. Vio, the shit. Okay, Amazon. Do we have something for Amazon? I was guessing. Yes, yes, we do, actually. Oh, my God, we do have something for Amazon. (laughs) So, Amazon announced that users of Prime Music or people who are using Amazon Music Unlimited can now ask their Echo to find tunes appropriate for various activities. You see what I did there? You, you didn't say... Wait, what? what's the word you didn't say? Starts with A, ends with Exa. I'm sorry, I can't figure that out. Can you say that together for me? <laughs> a Fexa? A Prexa. Hold a on. Stexa. Hold on. Why don't you just rename your Echo? Like, I really don't get that. There, I messaged you what its name is. Alexa. <laughs> but yeah, your, uh, you can ask your uh, Echo. Uh, now, over 500 different activity-based requests are supported, uh, including music for meditation, partying, or even getting pumped. Their examples, no joke, included play classical music for sleeping, play pop music for cooking, or... 
play baby making jazz music. I really want you to try that. Please <laughs> try that with your that. echo. Please just try that with your echo. I'm not. <laughs> Please. You can warn Kate beforehand and just be like, Kate, this is something that Amazon did. And we ju- I just want to check and make sure that it actually works. <laughs> Please. I beg of you, as someone with an echo, please try it. Oh. All right. Thank you. Doesn't need to be what's, right the, what's the phrase? Okay, there we go. It doesn't need to be right this moment. Oh, okay. I'll try it later then. Okay. Just as long as you actually try it with Yes, I'll actually Alexa, try it. Play baby making jazz music. Yep. As I can't believe they use that in their examples. Like Alexa play baby making rock music? <laughs> I don't make play baby making rap music. That's All right. Yeah, it's now got a, it's got a beat to it. Yeah. <laughs> Gives a whole new meaning to the rhythm method. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (sighs) Hyperloop is getting faster. 192 miles per hour now is the latest test. Now, if they can actually maintain that speed, that's pretty cool. Uh, Yeah, the company completed a test on July 29th at the full-scale test track. Running nearly the entire 500 meters, the pod reached up to 192 miles per hour, which I think the the tube is only supposed to run at like 200, right? Somewhere around there, yeah. So it's getting there. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Top speed is supposed to be 250 miles per hour. Okay. Uh, it's aiming to achieve that in the control testing environment, but it will require longer distances to achieve its uh, the velocity. The planned route will reach up to 500 miles per hour. From Abu Dhabi to Dubai? Oh, jeez. Plus all the routes in the U.S. that they're talking about. Yeah, which... Like, there are 12 different routes. So, you know how we talked about um, how Elon Musk had tweeted, oh, yeah, no, we got the preliminary go-ahead for, you know, Hyperloop? Yep. Uh, well, he was chatting with L.A.'s uh, mayor, and he tweeted out afterwards, um, what did he tweet? He tweeted something stupid, like he said, basically, uh, oh, I have to find it on my list. But basically, the red tape is killing it. Aww. I think he said, like, policy beats technology. Well, when policy is put in place for things like public safety, like, that's that's kind of a thing. I can get behind policy when it's doing stuff like, Keeping Elon Musk from buying my property to put in his his Hyperloop. You want it to happen that badly, dude? Sell it to the government and let them do it. I'm trying to find his tweet right now, but I that's uh he's he's tweeted a lot recently. <laughs> it's not worth going through. Yep, yeah, no. How are we doing on time, sir? Uh we should probably start finishing up. But what I was going to talk about was the fact that Germany's giant automakers all got together for a diesel summit in Germany um, on uh, Wednesday. Yeah. And they're basically just like, you know, oh yeah, no, we're going to cut down on diesel emissions and everything else like that. Well, that's that's great. You know, they basically had all the German automakers get together and figure out what the heck they were going to do after everybody got caught with their fingers in the cookie jar with a diesel gate. So... Car makers promised to come up with incentives for drivers to trade in diesel cars that have been on the road for a decade or more and to reduce the nitrogen oxide emissions of their newer cars through software updates. 
<laughs> One of the two hosts of the Diesel Summit, Environmental Minister Barbara Hendricks, acknowledged that the updates were not enough to make millions of diesel vehicles sufficiently clean. Nope. You know what they could do? They could go electric, but oh, hey, they're not going to do that. Why would they do that? It's kind of funny. I actually read a couple of articles where people were comparing uh, the Tesla Model 3 to the iPhone because they were comparing like incumbent technologies that were already there with major, you know, multi, multi-country companies and this sort of stuff there and comparing the two of them together. I'm like, mm, I have some point. I don't know if it's going to, you know, $35,000 car is a bit more expensive than, you know, an iPhone. $600 phone? Yeah. Just, just a little bit. Oh. Andy, we missed something. What? The FCC is now at full strength. Oh, really? They actually got the uh, the, the Senate actually confirmed to them, didn't they? Senate confirms two new members. Two new members? Yep, that's what they were supposed to be. Brings it up to five. You're right, because there was the two Republicans and Janikowski. Gotcha. Okay, so yeah, so it was the one, it was Ajit Pai's, no, Carr, really? Was Carr the assistant to? Yeah, to Pai. Yeah. I think. Yep. Became top legal advisor to Ajit Pai in 2014. Okay, so that is, okay, so Pai's assistant and Jessica Rosenworcel, who yeah, used to be... more than assistant, like legal advisor is slightly more than assistant, but yeah. yes. And so the <laughs> Democrats are like, well, fine, if we get your person, we want ours. The Republicans agreed to basically just take one of the former Democrat FCC chairmen and bring her back again. Yep. So they're at full strength. Not that that's going to do anything for us. Nope. Like I said, I don't see Pi's assistant going against his vote. So no, 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 no. All right. Should we hit the uh, randoms? Sure. Well, the random review is uh, yours this week. Oh, I have an app. You have an app for that? I have. Well, it's not for. I guess it's for that. Uh, the app is called Storm Radar by the Weather Channel. Storm radar. Hold on. Here is my question for you, sir. Yes. My intro to the review, if you will. My hook, as they say in the biz. When you go to weather.com, or more likely when you go to Wonderground, what are you looking for? Uh, When it's going to rain or what the temperature is going to be in the future. Yep. And when there's a storm, what do you go there for? To see where the storm's located. The sky gets really dark and you're like, oh shit, there's a storm coming. You go and you look for the Doppler map, right? Like that is the reason to go to those websites because you don't go to those websites when you just want to know what the weather is because you've got that on your phone. Yeah. When's the last time you went to like, I wonder what temperature it is. I'll go to weather.com. Nope, I just open up my phone and right there says it's currently 69 degrees and cloudy here. Right, but when there's a storm coming, you're like, how big is the storm? How fast is the storm moving? Where is the storm? How bad is the storm? That's what you get from the map, right? From the Doppler map. Uh, I used to. You used to. What do you do do now? Uh, There is an app, I'm not sure if we reviewed it or not, called Dark Sky. Ah, We have not reviewed Dark Sky. Well, the Weather Channel finally figured out that this is why people were coming to their website. And so they made an app that is just the Doppler map. Oh, nice. So this is... (laughs) 
So it basically, you, you can look at the Doppler map and you can also basically just tell when it's going to rain. Right. Right. So it gives you the temperature, the yep. precipitation, like chance precipitation, the direction of the wind, the speed of the wind, and the Doppler map. And there's some other cool stuff on here too. Like you can find maps for the wind and for the temperature and all your normal weather stuff. But really, just like when you go to the site, you come here for the map. It gives you two hours ago up to now and then the prediction for the next several hours in the future. So this is because I'm, I'm looking at my Dark Sky app right now and I've opened it up. And what it's telling me right now is that it's partly cloudy, 66 and steady. Uh, there is currently uh, no rain anywhere in the area. The next chance of rain is 11%, and that's going to happen at 1 p.m. tomorrow. Uh, chance precipitation, 11%. Wind is currently 3 miles per hour going north. Uh, when it's raining, it's going to be 9 to 10 miles per hour going south right now. I don't have a map of that. Uh, it gives me the humidity percentage and UV index numbers. No surprise, when it's raining, the UV number is low. Yep. And it's free? No. Oh, because this is. Oh, well, this one is, uh, I think it's $3 a year. Oh, well, that's very little. Yes, but... That's entirely reasonable for that much information. Yeah, uh, so yours is basically the same thing, but free. Yep, ad-supported. Yes, okay, so this one, no ads. So, you know, you get that at least. Yep. Mine is also from the Weather Channel, so, I mean, they're they're... Someone there who's... I, I'm not concerned that the app is going to stop working. You know, I don't actually know who's in charge of Dark Sky. <laughs> Who makes your app? Here we go. Um, oh, I can... Oh, you can you can get the API for Dark Sky if you cool. want. So you could interface. About. Okay, let's see. Dark Sky Company specializes in weather forecasting and visualization. Back in 2011, we had the crazy idea that robots could predict the weather with down-to-the-minute precision. Ah, so software developers decided to be weathermen. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so you, you, we both, we both basically got competing weather apps. Yours is free. Mine's three dollars a year, which is not much. No, but yet, no. I, honestly, if I had heard of that one first, probably just would have done this one. Yeah. Yeah. But you know. I've already spent my $3 for the year, so. Yeah. Now, do you get notification pop-ups of when, you know, rain is incoming? For just rain? No, because I don't really care. If I wanted that, I'd just use um, if this, then that. I assume yours does. Yes. Okay. Yeah, mine does not. Mine is, is just, here's your stuff. Yeah, no, I can get a, send me a down-to-the-minute alerts before precipitation starts at my exact location. Well, um, that's cute. Yeah, so I can also tell me how much rain, you know, do I want light precipitation, moderate precipitation, or heavy precipitation. I can also put the temp in the status bar, that sort of thing there. I get, you know, daily updates at uh, 7.30 in the morning of what the weather is supposed to be that day, that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but hey, I can't I can't argue against free. <laughs> that's, that's pretty dang good. Yeah. All right, random topic. Random topic rolled ahead of time. Would you work in a retail store where you sold cigarettes? So now, I have I have worked in retail before. Here's the thing for me. I'm not working in retail. Like whether or not they sell cigarettes has nothing to do with whether or not at this point I would work in retail. Just you it, you can cut the question off at would you work, would you in, work a in a retail, retail store? Right. 
I, I, I do not see a point in my future where I would be working retail ever again. There are some people who enjoy it and more power to them. I did not. I do not want to do that again. I worked as a cashier and employee at Zapzone Laser Tag. I had a lot of fun doing it for the years that I did it. Never want to do that again. I, oh God, retail was not fun. Yep. Um, which is kind of, it's kind of funny that this was going on there because there were people, uh, at my work that, uh, were going to get me the congratulatory cigars for having the kid. Yeah. Which, you know, my, uh, my, one of my bosses, not, you know, the IT boss, but the, the market boss, uh, is the man who, you know, runs as well as I do. Mm -hmm. Um, so he was, he was able to nip that one in the bud. He's like, uh, guys, (laughs) let's, let's not get him cigars. (laughs) Cigar. No, let's not get him cigars. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, it's it's a nice gesture. It's a a nice gesture, but yeah. But maybe not cigars. No. So I, I'm sitting there going like, I don't even know what the frick I would have done with them. Thank you guys very much. I really appreciate it. It means a lot to me. Yes, I would have done that. And then messaged people I knew. Hey. Who smoke cigars. Yeah. So anyone want like some cigars? I've got these. I don't know what to do with them. So uh, I, I, I'm okay with people, you know, doing stuff. It's, it's just like tattoos, you know, as long as it doesn't, you know, you don't try to tattoo me. I can't really argue against you smoking, you know, but yeah, yeah no, working in retail, oh God, working in retail, oh. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. I have, I have been there, I've, I've worked Best Buy on Black Friday, I'll just like, that's, that's my retail mic drop, you know, I worked Best Buy. Done. On Black Friday. Yep. Ugh. Just saying. So, I think, yeah, with both of us, would you work in a retail store? Not no. anymore. <laughs> Stop. No, full just stop. full stop right there. Would you work in a retail store? No. no. But there's more to the question. No. <laughs> but no. If just... you were paid... So here's... Here, I guess here's the question then, Andy. What's your price? Oh, geez. Clearly there is a price. Yeah. Well, yes, there is a price. There is you know. There's some wage at which you would work retail. <sighs> I don't know what that price would be. Would you work retail if you made what you make right now? Oh... Probably not. So somewhere above that threshold. Yes, somewhere above my current threshold is what I would do. What about you? If, if they paid me what I make now? Yes. And I work to 40 work hours retail, a week? So you, 40 hours a week, 8 hours a day with an hour break for lunch. Ooh. Two 15-minute breaks. Or no, what is it, half hour for lunch? Yeah, I think it was, what, two 15-minute breaks unpaid, and then a half hour break, or no, two 15-minute breaks paid, half hour break unpaid for lunch. That was my that was my last retail. At, at the wage that I make now, which is to yes. say at my salary, probably not because of the benefits. If you threw in all the benefits that I get, yeah, I'd, I'd probably do it. But good luck finding a retail that gives you a sabbatical every five years. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not going to be. Or that's not anywhere near the healthcare coverage that I'm getting. Yeah. Even then, maybe not, but just because of the security, right? Retail, you are you are replaceable. Yes. You are 100% replaceable. <sighs> I think that's where well, I'm at. Not, yeah, that's that's what I've got now too. So they'd have to pay more or have equivalent benefits, and even then, just the the idea that I'd be 100% replaceable would terrify me. All right, that's it. Yep. That's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. 
you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. Thank you.